Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Bro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romaran, Raf Camos, and Chino Liao together again here at Podcast Network Asia. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. And we've got a special one for you because this week we are bringing back the WAG series. And we're really for this episode. Well, yeah. Uh, we're doing the Wives and Girlfriends series once again. And for this episode, yeah, we brought on Julag Bayani. She's the girlfriend of Mr. Philippine Wrestling, Jake DeLeon. We get into all sorts of stories about uh, how their relationship began, the origin story, her getting recognized as JDL's girlfriend, her learning about the industry and the fandom because uh, she became JDL's girlfriend and everything in between and if you want to listen to everything in between which is one of the podcasts here at Podcast Network Asia you can actually check it out on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts we have a lot of other shows you can check out you've got the Halo Halo show we met Rika G and JC Tevis last night at the podcast that was pretty fun yeah uh, we also uh, got to uh, say hi to the cool pals, GB Labrador, James Karaan, and Nonong Balinan. Uh, we also met all five of the Kudazers last night. So it was really cool. Uh, of course, uh, our, our CEO, Ron, uh, the Ron. guy behind Hustle Share. Um, all the other shows that are already part of the network and the shows that are about baby, to be part yeah, of the network. Yeah, Babyface Producer Ryan's own podcast oh, is coming yeah. out soon. Yeah. Generation yeah. Gap next week. Yeah, together First with episode. a very iconic voice in the Philippine industry, Miss Pinky Aceron. In the Philippines, period. She, she is the voice of Globe, basically, when the subscriber cannot be reached. She's the one who gives you that bad news. Uh, when you're getting off Betty Go Belmonte Station, you're already going to remind you that you're Betty Go Belmonte. Just, just, just Betty Go Belmonte. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say. No, I know, I know she did. It's basically the entire purple line. Yeah, the entire yeah, line. Why did you single out Betty Go Belmonte? <laughs> because I just wanted to single out Betty Go Belmonte. That's not how it works. But going back, if you want to check out all the shows of Podcast Network Asia, you can always check it out on the socials, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, or check out the website, podcastnetwork.asia. This episode of the podcast, by the way, is brought to you by our friends from Kumu. And if you want to uh, get to know more about Kumu, you can check out the app itself. Download it on the App Store and on Google Play or check out kumu.ph. Now, uh, we've, we've been getting some ad reads here on the show. It's another way that we've been uh, stepping up from where we used to be. And 
there will be more. So we do hope that you continue to support the podcast in any way, shape, so or no form. So no more Fundador ads. It's not Fundador. It's Compañero Light. Speaking of the Compañero Light, and somebody asked me yesterday at the podcast meetup if it was a legit sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> what episode? What was the last time we, um, we ran that? Chapter long time listeners of podcast, ba? So uh, mm. obviously, hey, shout out to all the long time listeners yeah, yeah, yeah. we met last night. Yeah. We For have those who actually listeners. remember that we used to put in the Compañero Light yeah. ad. Okay, here's the backstory behind that one. Uh, so the Compañero Light jingle is my favorite commercial jingle because it's so stupid. It's yeah. such an earworm, and everybody used to sing it. Now, Ro on the other hand fucking hates it fucking hate it yeah. so as a way to troll his ass I got the copy and I would play it before we'd start recording <laughs> and then it. I would put it in between the episodes para pag monitor siya you just hear it randomly just, it's just a, such a dumb series of songs yeah so yun, yun lang. So that's the story behind the Compañero Light jingle. Um, it's expired. Like the ASC's permit ran out and everything it's from 2013 so my, my new favorite hate this ad are, are the pride ads from really? ACS. Pride? Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, yung so bad. Yung, yung printer ad na this mom is such a neglectful mom. I'm always there for my kids. Ah, yeah, that one. And then that's uh, bad. I'm always there to print their homework. Like, really? Like, that's the best you can do? Fucking print their homework? What a fucking neglectful mother. Basta, basta ACS yung ad. Di ko siya gusto. ACS? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all pretty bad. Like, yung Starbucks I, sa sex bomb na Yeah, that's pretty much the only thing that was good. <laughs> Alright, alright. So uh, enough about that. Um, Speaking of ads, our guest tonight is. <laughs> yeah, she is an ad. Uh, she she knows a thing or two about ads herself, yeah. uh, having worked in the voice industry. Uh, we got to promote one more thing though before we get to our interview with Jula, and that is episode three hundred. Oh man! So yes, we are doing it big over at Mo's at Madalina Streets at Teachers Village. If you want to be part of episode three hundred of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, please join us there. And the offer stands: anyone can be a guest and immortalized on the podcast, right? So if you want to go, uh, just uh, buy yourself a ticket, 250 pesos, it gets you a free drink. And we're also selling some Shut Up Camus t-shirts at the show. Mm -hmm. So this is part of our fundraising efforts for the people in Bukid Nun, tama ba? Yes. Those please, affected please, uh, by the please name the, Yeah, please Camus, name talk the, about the charity yeah. that you chose. Oh, it's it's just yeah. been my long time charity yeah, of choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so talk that's about why, it. That's why, that's why I'm getting, I'm setting it up. Don't, I Kill said it. it up. Fucking talk about it. Okay. So the charity is actually one of the, um, it's called Mount Merayon. It's, it's a school that's based in the mountains of Bukidnon and they are Jesuit run. They've been, I've been donating to them ever since I would say high school. So like the last time I did the pizza thing, the pizza cookout thing earlier this month. Which Chino didn't go which to. Which Chino didn't go to. Which I think not, which no one, none of you went. None of you went no, to wait, also, You were the, were the one who really wanted the pizza. <laughs> because you were the one, you're, I think, Actually, yeah, you're the only one who hasn't tried it among the four of us. <laughs> well, now that we're not. Do you know how hard it is to make the pizza? Like, seriously. Yeah, it's, it's as hard as your laborious breathing. <laughs> wow. Wow, Stan. Okay. That's, that's, that's harsh. That's harsh. But, but let's, let's get back to the, to the thing. So, yeah, to the um, in, um, over the past few days, I mean, ever since the la we recorded with Stanley, um, the, the, the amount of damage that has been recognized and assessed so far is still preliminary but there is enough need for us to you know push forward with this and be like hey you know what we're gonna print the shirts and portion of the proceeds are gonna go towards that group so yes all right uh, before we actually go to the interview let's just uh 
cap off the actual episode with some wrestling talk. I just want to congratulate, of course, the first inaugural AEW Tag Team Champions, SCU. SCU. Uh, to be fair, though, I was not actually uh, I was not actually expecting them to win. Yes, no, nobody, no, I wa- nobody, nobody was. Nobody was. Nobody was. Yeah. To be like, fair. Just because it happened, it happened today also. Oh, yes. right. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. babyface run didn't for them. Though. Yeah. Like I didn't yeah. expect them to be mm-hmm. this much of a babyface team. But well, they yes. are. They are beloved. Yeah, by they're beloved now by now. But they're anti heroes, yeah, yes. yeah. Even though uh, they always go to the worst town they've been yes. in. Yes. Yeah, everyone already loves the shtick, and uh, everyone loves them. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. hard. Every, okay, seriously. But if you go pag Manila sila, it would literally be the worst town they've ever been That's in. That's true. That's also true. Well, they have wrestled in China. No, no. Well, pretty sure Manila. Manila, worse. Manila, pareh man. Okay. I've been to China. <laughs> it's alright. Yeah, I've been to China. No, too. no but. All right, all right. Let's move on. Let's yeah, move but on. it's also interesting the story that they tried to tell with the Lucha yes. Bros. It felt a little abrupt at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, from out of nowhere. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Right? So, so I thought that was a little weird for a transition for the Lucha Bros to become heels all of a sudden when they were getting such hard face pops yeah. in the few times. Yeah. They, they are naturally. Yeah, and yeah, right? So, so, but it still works. No, no, no. no. Uh, they haven't explained that mostly because Shemper, the Lucha Bros are, Spanish, are Mexican and they don't Spanish really speaking. Yeah. Uh, well, that's also speaking. Yeah. They don't really promo in English so I don't, I'm still waiting for why exactly they jumped uh, Christopher Daniels all that all that time ago. But I'm saying like the win of SCU like af- as an afterthought is it's, it's actually pretty compelling. Mm. Like, yeah. It makes sense. I just wish the match was longer. Uh, it was a main event. It was a TV main event uh, this week. What, Hanina, what, what, did, what did that run? Twelve minutes. Uh, around that around time, that, yeah. That. Twelve like, to fifteen, it, yeah. And it's something that if you saw it going twenty, then they could have just mm. stretched it out. So, uh, I mean, yeah. it was it was such a huge match. Uh, first uh, tag team champions, big tournament. They could have given like the whole half hour. Sana. What, what I think it does in the big picture is it legitimizes Scorpio Sky because he's the oh, youngest yeah. among uh, the three members of SCU. And uh, I mean, anybody who's a wrestling fan has heard of Christopher Daniels, has probably heard of Frankie Kazarian, but Scorpio Sky is a relatively newer name. I mean, like outside of his appearance as Harold in WWE, I didn't really know Scorpio Harold. Sky. So um, to see him get established like this in AEW is, it really goes a long way towards legitimizing him. And it's like at this point, it's that's if this is like the if this is the moment for Scorpio Sky, like it's a pretty great moment. I mean, if you ever listen to his guesting on Talk Is Jericho, you know how many times he's come close to actually signing to a group and never really becoming an established guy. And then AEW gives him this chance, and he just fucking runs with it. How old is he? He's, I'd say, pushing. 40? Like in the mid 30s. So, same, same as Anna. Same as. Oh, well, a little younger than Anna. Than uh, addiction, the young, right? yeah, I, yeah. I'd say, like, he's he's a generation of TJ. All right. Thereabouts. Okay. okay. Like a little, maybe a little younger. Okay. That, that's fair. Uh, he's he's, he's like 36. Yeah? 36. Oh, yeah, there, there you go. go. Yeah. All right. Just so, past the midway point. Yeah, but so, then you see, you compare him to his two other groupmates who are a lot older. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's a nice way to establish the younger guy. Who still has a lot more years in the tank, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah. He, he check does. out his Twitter, dude. Uh, he uh, his last tweet is him saying, and I quote: "Sometimes all you need is one more chance." Yeah. Hashtag end first. So it really says a lot about his journey and how he got to this point. It's a great journey. If you, it's a great story. Yeah, it's a great story. It's a great story outside of kayfabe. 
Yeah. So congratulations to Scorpio Sky and Kazarian of SCU, the inaugural AEW World are, Tag Team Champions. Are they pulling the freeboard rule for this? Um, I think so. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind, but then it's like CD one until they explain. Uh, the, I think the thing is, uh, will they be champs long enough to pull off oh, the well, freeboard rule? That is true. Right, so we'll see. We'll see in uh, upcoming episodes of Dynamite and uh, or maybe Gear. even Dark. You don't know. Yes. Hey, yeah. bro, we're recording this on a Thursday night, by the way, on Halloween. We're recording, yeah, Halloween night. Happy Halloween. And it's yeah. a few hours away from WWE Blood Money Mania. Uh, <laughs> so we're not even going to predict that because fuck that. Fuck so, that so shit. Instead, I will say, I will say, I'm definitely curious about Kane. Because I, I mean, I, I know he's wrestled before in Triple A. But uh, I still want to see how he does. Kane, like I've seen that one of his matches in AAA, and it's not so bad. I'm yeah. actually just curious if he'll come out in a mask or not. I doubt. Uh, I doubt. Yeah, I don't think he will. Lucha Kane. Was, yeah, Lucha yeah. Kane was just the best. It man. was cool. But then the one that I'm actually yeah. amused with is Tyson Fury. Yes, like, that too. Because we've seen Kane wrestle. I haven't seen Tyson Fury. I've only seen like the clips of him bumping and his interviews about his training regiment, where he just talks about like the bumps that he takes along the way. In contrast to what it's like being a like sparring f- in preparation for a boxing match. All right. So it's like you see that, and well, I actually want to see him wrestle. Well, if you want to see him wrestle, uh, don't do it on the network. Don't add to the numbers. Just find a Just different way to stream it. Probably guys, look for Twitter. Love money. Yeah. Well, that's what they're gonna do. So what's the WWE going to do? Walk away from millions and get sued? And it's a ten-year contract. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no, nothing. No, no, no. And uh, the, the only way we can really protest this is to not watch it on the network and to let it dip into numbers, nila. So it's one of the few times on this podcast that we will encourage you. To pirate this? Uh, no, I did not encourage anyone to pirate it. I'm I encouraging said, somebody. Don't to. watch it on the network. Come uh, stop being unprofessional, please. Come stop. We're not encourage piracy. All right, right. Before we continue to shit each, uh, on each other even more, let's get to the interview with Julag Bayani here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Wag Series. We haven't done this series in the podcast for a while, and it's the first time we're actually doing that as a member of the Podcast Network Asia family. So let's bring back the WAG series. And the WAG series is a look behind the scenes or behind the curtains of PWR into the relationships of the wrestlers and the people who are actually in said relationships. Obviously, WAG stands for Wives and Girlfriends. And for this episode of the WAG series of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, we have brought on the girlfriend of Mr. Philippine Wrestling, Jake DeLeon. She is an Esports tournament stage manager and a voice actress. Please welcome to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, Jula Bayani. Jula, how's it going? Hi, I'm cool. Thanks for having me. Hey, hey. So yeah. we, we were. Thomas isn't happy though. I'm rarely. Why are hap- you not happy? I've known you for a decade. Man. I know, I know, but I'm just. We we will get into that later. But then it's just why you're not happy to see me. We're gonna get into that. <laughs> wow. No, no, no. <laughs> how we have known each other for a decade. <laughs> I and how this happened. Stop trying to tank our episodes <laughs> again. It's two episodes later. Come it's on. actually three if you count let, the Stanley Chia. Let two. it go. Let it go, Camus. Three. Two. Eh? Right, right. Wait, okay, let me try to steer the conversation back into something productive without having uh, Camo self-destruct all over again. Ooh. Hi, Jula. How are you yeah, feeling today? Um, I feel great. How are you, Camo? My friend for 10 years. Usually terrible. 
so we were brainstorming uh, in our little podcast chat and uh, we were trying to figure out like mga names to bring back for the WAG series and your sure. name was one of the first to come uh, to come up right? it was pretty mm-hmm. timely then uh, um, we're coming off of JD's biggest match ever at homecoming and then we bring you on board so I guess we'll start off with uh, that picture because uh, the picture of uh, JD uh, kissing you at ringside right before the match <laughs> oh okay did make the rounds on social media so uh, was that it did yeah it did yes kind of. Yes, it did. What? I didn't. Okay. That's the world we live in now. Yes. I didn't know that. Okay. It is the world we live in. Yeah, so. um tayo si Tito Boy. Oh! Asking the hard hitting questions. No, without without much foreplay, diba? Uh. So, so uh, let, let's talk about Homecoming first because you know, that, that was the recent event and you were very much a big part of uh, JDL's Big Day. How was that for you, the, the entire experience? Um. I mean, it was surreal, right? Like, I I couldn't believe that the biggest wrestling show was going to happen. I couldn't believe that he was going to be one of the main events of that of that show. So, I only got to see him that morning. Mm-hmm. And then we, we didn't see each other at all. Not, not even before his match. I didn't go backstage, nothing like that. Because I think, I mean, we kind of talked about it and it... I think he just wanted to be focused, which is fine. Yeah. Um, and I only got to see him when he came out already as JDL right before TJP came out. And it was the first time that you'd ever been acknowledged uh, in canon. <laughs> I mean... What? What? Yeah, what? I, ge- I mean, I guess. Like, did he ever approach you before that, like, uh, as, as JDL and then uh, with you in the audience? Once. Okay. Ha- there was one show Mer-mer. that I can't remember. I don't know which show it was, but maybe we were maybe two months two months old and he came to the second row beside you know by the ring it's, out of, it's, he went out of his way to go to he went section. out of his way and he kissed me but it was very quick yeah. like no one even really noticed it because I think the lights went black like two seconds after it happened the only people that were freaking out were my friends right next to me okay and, this was Pia? Uh, it was Magno, Magno. and Charlie. I'm Magno was and Charlie. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> so, yung, uh, the kiss at homecoming, that was pretty much the... Uh, well, that the, was the, the biggest one. The bigger Like yeah, the, the one that moment. was so public. And yeah. I, I mean, I knew it was on Facebook, but I didn't know it made some kind of rounds. Yeah, well, it did. Okay. So you were you were messaging like what? before no just be, just before we got into like the kiss and all of that stuff. Sure. It's like you mentioned that the the only time you saw you saw JD before the show started was in the morning. Yeah. Was that when the jacket give happened? He knew about the jacket way before oh, um because I that was a surprise. No, it was a problem because I couldn't <laughs> guess his friggin' size, okay? Yeah, let, let's establish <laughs> that. Let's, let's talk yeah, about the jacket. Come on, establish something first no, before I'm, you bring you it up. Set, you bring it up, you set it up and then you go into the story. So, tell us the story of making that jacket because it was it was gorgeous and then it's like Thank you. Yeah. Okay, um, again, Camus, what jacket are you talking about? The ring jacket for the show. It's okay, I can tell the story. So I I knew that he had a big show coming up. And yeah. I just, I'd been thinking about it for months, actually. think uh, Like, you know, him having a new jacket for specifically for that show. Yeah. And I, I wasn't really going to push through with it at first because like I didn't know how I could make it until like I was browsing Facebook and I saw 
one of these like Japanese jackets with the big um, like phoenixes in the back mm-hmm. with you know and it's the like, embroidered ones the embroidered ones yeah. with like the sa- the sakura leaves in the front stuff like that and I saw it and I was like oh my god it's like the perfect peg finally I saw what I wanted yeah and then the next day I went to expo and I started talking about it with some people and then eventually um you know they were like oh I I know the person that you could approach to commissioned to do this art and then I ended up with Carmela Crespo who was perfect perfect because she her art style is kind of very like Japanese um, influence like a lot of that Mm -hmm. so I commissioned her like on the same day I was like how much game and then how much here's your down Oh, well, it, it, I mean, anyway, not like that, but yeah. <laughs> um, um, and then... There's a class, Camus. Yeah, there's a little bit of a transaction, you know what I mean? Under the table. <laughs> um, and then uh, when the design was kind of like halfway there, um, the problem was like actually producing the jacket because it, the... I learned a lot making this jacket. Okay. <laughs> can I just say? Yeah, yeah. Embroidery in, in at least in the Philippines can only happen if it's a certain size. And the one that I wanted, which was pretty much three fourths of the back, was too big, or half of the back was too big for an embroidery. What was the design you were going for for people who weren't at homecoming? Uh, I wanted it to be a rooster, mm-hmm. a roost, a very very big rooster, um, but more in the colors of you know JDL, which was more on the gold side. With and the and the jacket itself was black anyway, so I just wanted to make sure the rooster would pop. Yeah. Right. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. So how long did it uh, take the entire uh, the entire process from designing it to embroidering it to actually having it be ready for the show? Also, what was the workaround since the design was too big? Oh yeah. Um, it probably took about. Two months, and it was a major photo finish job because we got that jacket literally like a couple of days before homecoming. Um, the we resolved it um, by deciding not to have it embroidered and instead having it. What is it? Uh, Sub- crystal sublim- sublimation. Crystal sublimation. Crystal sublimation. Yes. Yeah. So basically, they're going to dye the actual fabric with the image. That's okay. what happened. So it's not mm. stitched in. It's really in there. Camus yeah. alluded to it supposedly being a surprise and it not being a surprise anymore. So what's the story behind that? Um, uh, Which how, drunk friend was? No, no. Uh, well, first of all, I'm I'm the most horrible at keeping secrets because he, I know he knew that I was planning something because I had been shopping around to find an AI file of his logo without <laughs> asking him. <laughs> and so I, so I was talking to Owell, who is the, what do you call creative him? Director. Creative, director. creative director for PWR and, you know, his best friend. So I was like, do you know where we can get the logo? And I told him the whole story of why. And he was like, oh, I think it's, yeah, I approached this dude or whatever. And I, I don't know, I... But that the first dude was the wrong dude, okay? Yeah. And then I fished around with him. I was like, you know, this is a really nice logo on your jacket. Not there, not there. But it was because I am too trusting and like when I, I was okay, I was on I was on my phone, right? And I was chatting with someone about messenger. It's mm. a it's like a it pops up. It pops up. Yeah. yeah. And then when I closed it, I closed the message right in front of him. And out in the back was the email with his AI file <laughs> in my email. And he was like, why do you have my logo? And, you know, I 
couldn't think of a reason fast <laughs> enough, so I just kind of looked at him, and then he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna pretend not to see. I didn't see that." And I was like, "Oh shit!" I like, <laughs> I like looking at your logo. And this wow! I'm telling you, this is the same week, man. This is the same. Is I'm horrible. Oh. I'm horrible. But anyway, I. I ended up uh, telling him maybe a month before homecoming because a, I wanted to make sure he liked it, mm-hmm. and parang I I just wanted you know his input yeah. basically if you know if he had any thoughts on it. Exactly, and b size he was bulking up because I I recommended a trainer to him and I was like I have no idea if this thing is gonna fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you imagine if I had given him a really really nice jacket you couldn't wear? Yep. It's crazy. <laughs> so I I showed him and he loved it and we basic oh and I had I was having problems. Um, finding the supplier, right? Yeah. And it turns out he knew the supplier, so he, <laughs> you know, it it happened because I I told him early enough. Was this K one? Um, Not even. Caster. Uh, yeah, so Caster. from a surprise, making yeah, yeah. collaboration at Uloy. It was still a surprise, but you know, yeah. yeah. So okay, let's backtrack a bit here and let's go to the origin story of the relationship. Like, how sure. did how did you end up dating <laughs> Mister Philippine Wrestling? Okay, I don't know. Where do we start? How, where do we begin? Because uh, I, I I'm 100 sure you two didn't meet in college. Hell no, we did exactly. Not. Yeah, did so not. you both went to Ateneo. Yeah, we did, mm-hmm. but I didn't know him around the same time. Yeah, he's a couple of years younger than me, so he's, he's like technically one year below me. Right? Yeah, because you're one year. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Math. Math. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quick math. <laughs> Quick math. So um, 07 ka CJD is 09, tama ba or 2010? I oh, graduated 18, 11, 2011. 2011. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, how? Uh, I guess. How people, do you explain this? <laughs> I guess people don't know that I was just a fan of PWR. Okay. I started watching mid last year because of my best friend Magno who was so into your shows. Like, he loved your shows. Shout out to Anton Magno who's one of the creative minds behind the JDL themes over the years. And some of the other music also. Yeah, Yeah. that you hear at the shows. Okay, so uh, it was Anton Magno who brought you into the folds of PWR. Yeah, and we're now currently slowly pulling other people into the fold. I'm telling you we're going to have two rows to ourselves. So it's like (laughs) you're going to be like the second version of Evan Carlos Row. There's an Evan Carlo Row. Yeah, there's yep. been a Carlo Row. Yeah. No, there's no, a Carlo Row. I think I'm gonna beat that man. Two rows for JDL. Are kidding me? Anyway, um. <laughs> so what was your first show? Which uh, which event was that? Do you remember? If you remember? Oh, it was Revo X in I Academy. 2018. Oh, oh, that show. oh yeah, that, that show. Was, that that exactly. was your first show. That was my first show. Oh well, shit! To, yeah. No, I think I remember. No, no, that was my first show. But before that, have you heard of PWR from Magno? So, but you'd never seen I mean, any clips online or pictures or what? I mean, maybe what? he showed me some, right? But I wasn't so... I mean, I, I it looked interesting, but I just never taken the, you know, the leap to actually get to know it and thanks, get into friend. it. Sorry, he's really persistent. I'm like, I'm like, thanks, friend. It's like, I've been inviting you on the Facebook for like, ever. I'm sorry, man. I know, but that's <laughs> like, he's also very persistent. Yeah. So, I mean, so all, eventually, you know, there's a lot of people. I anyway, know, go. But so, anyway. were you a wrestling fan even before PWR or was it just PWR? Just PWR. Mm, I was uh, not a wrestling fan prior to. I found it interesting. How did really Anton Magno get you convinced though? Like, you know, you're you're not a wrestling fan. It's not your cup of tea. How do, how do you make that decision? Now? Oh, you know what? Fine, let me check it out. Hype. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> just a lot of a lot of hype. He's so good, man. Promise, sobrang saya niya panoorin, blah blah blah, etc. Et That's typical Magnum. Over and over and over again until you know what? Let me free up this one Sunday and go with you. Like you know, he's like, yeah, I'll pick you up. Oh, okay, pick me up. Let's go. So who <laughs> caught your eye at that very first show? Like or or what uh, what moment caught your eye? <laughs> Uh, am I allowed to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh you oh, are. Oh, you are. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Why are you talk I about mean, that, there's, right? there's, there's not a lot to talk about. But no, I mean, okay, lang, recording lang naman tayo. Pwede natin edit tayo. Yo, we don't have to. <laughs> Just like we did with the last episode. You guys episode. don't want to. No, it's fine. It's fine. See you, you can, you can be upfront. You know well, what? No, no, no. To be fair, it's been around the world. Yeah. Oh, it has. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's no sense denying <laughs> that it happened. Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette brought it up. <laughs> okay, so, so it's I fine. So see it, man. It was the self-immolation spot. Oh yeah, definitely. It okay. was. Uh, I still remember because he was on our side of the ring, and oh, I yeah. saw I saw him from the like I saw his back like he was pouring alcohol, alcohol. on him, and then it just lit on fire, and then yeah. he jumped. So I mean, if you're talking about the most memorable and the most eye-catching, that was it. Fuck. Like that was a. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just like a. It's a. It was a. He stole the show, in the most unfortunate way. But he did because that's what well, I remember. Well, there you go. I think that's the most eloquent way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was the intention then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. To be, I would think so. I mean, okay, not to create drama or anything, but it's just it really did. Like you can't really unsee that. Right? You can't unsee it. You can't it. unsmell. Yeah, yeah, you I did smell can you that. Not, I was just not <laughs> thinking that. <laughs> uh. no, I mean, not to make anybody uncomfortable, but it's just you know to be blunt about it. That really was what I remember the most. Yeah, and it, sure, did it sure, dissuade sure. you from coming yeah, back? Yeah, oh, no, that's, that's a good question. question. No, not really. Um, I went the next show and the next show. I went pretty consistently last year. The only time I think I wasn't consistent was when I started my job, which was just, just two months ago. Mm-hmm. So I've gone to every show. Since. Since then, yes. So it, for some reason, it didn't dissuade me, um, because there was so much talent and it was so many good things. And I don't know, there's something about getting, you know, seeing people get beat up. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it's true. a very human thing. It's also a very Pinoy thing. Ui, sapakan. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess. <laughs> so who uh, who are the first wrestlers that you'd become friends with? Well, Camus is already my friend, and Trina. Yeah, so that doesn't count because you, oh, you knew Camus from count? before. Oh, he doesn't count. You don't count apparently. <laughs> because you already knew Camus from before. No, Camus never so counts. Trian also doesn't count because he were Julo used to work with me in the band scene when we yeah. were both in college. So, yeah, so yeah. Trian. Okay, so and Trian old don't count. friends don't count. Yes, yes, yes. So new friends, like who did you first get introduced to? <laughs> um, oh my. I don't know, like as a fan or as a friend. Like I don't really. I mean, like you know, I, as you started either. coming over to the shows, like who did you end up meeting? I met. Panzer, I met Ken Warren, I met, um, of course, him because uh, Magno already knew him at yeah. the time. So. She was pointing to JDL. Oh, I'm sorry, JDL, I'm sorry. JDL is in the room and sitting oh, next to her. I'm just like letting you guys know if I ever say Mark, it's because I actually called him by yeah, Mark. You can, you, yeah, can, yeah, yeah. you can call him that's Mark. That's okay. Uh, I might just confuse people. Like, what the no, 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 no. No, I think he everybody been, knows uh, that. Him. It's on his Wikipedia page. Oh my yeah. God, it's oh, Mark Haveliana, former president uh, of PWR. Wikipedia page, news articles, court documents. Articles. Government IDs, yeah, it's yeah. pretty much everywhere. So it's a uh, it's an open secret at this point, right? Okay, right. So it's not Mark. like we're breaking some earth shattering secret on uh, the podcast. Mark. <laughs> huh? Camus is Grab Camus. <laughs> <laughs> His first name isn't Grab. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, that just came up in like a promo I did this week. Okay. Ooh. Wow, wait to put yourself over Camus. Oh my god. Fine. Every yeah, chance. Get to Every put chance. over his rambling. Oh, <laughs> anyway, okay, okay. So yeah. uh, you end up meeting JDL, and how long before you? 
first interaction? Did it uh, turn into you guys hanging out and going out on dates? No, it was pretty fast. Like, uh, it was a, uh, it was Holy Week actually. Of last year, or this year. This year. This year. Um, right. I had gotten my wisdom tooth removed on the Wednesday of Holy Week, and I w- I did it because. I was a voiceover talent full-time back yeah. then. So I needed an excuse not to do voiceovers because I was healing. So I did it on Holy Week, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if people know, but when you get your wisdom tooth removed, you're technically not supposed to talk much. Or yep. do anything. Or do anything for, for like that the matter. next seven days. But I rested for two days after that one is day. Kind of got depressing at home and decided on that Saturday to go out. Um, and... Oof. Go to Kubao X just for a couple of hours just to... Because my friend was having a birthday at Kendo, um, which is no longer there. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. Kendo. R.I.P. Kendo. Um, and my cheek was burning because it's healing. Like, scientifically, it's just a lot of blood trying to heal what's not there it's anymore. Not, it's not clotting yet. It's yeah, still clotting. It's, it's trying to clot, but it's too warm. So... Hence, eat your ice cream, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. that's why you're that, advising. That's, that's part of it. That's part yeah, of it. it's not a joke. You should really eat your goddamn Have ice you cream seen Kamis' nerve endings? Oh, yeah. Have you? Yes. 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 Why? Yeah. No, because, because I, I got my wisdom teeth removed this year also. I know. All four of them, you crazy All four of them nuts. at the same time. Twitter yung teeth with the nerve No, no, no. Uh, I didn't post I didn't it on Twitter. I didn't post it on Twitter. I just sent it to you. He sent it to all of us. You're special. Oh, I sent it. I sent it to our group just to... Fuck with you guys. Yeah, then you know what I mean. Display Thank you for not chat. sending it to me. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I don't put such grotesque things. I'll show it to you off air. No, don't show it to me off air. Anyway, look, I am done with my wisdom teeth. I'm just talking about it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the wisdom teeth are removed. You're right. in Kendo. I'm in Kendo. My cheek was burning, and so I decided to go across the road to tavern. Um, and usual hangout of one Mark Haviliana. Right, but I didn't know that at the time. I thought because the the door, parang. It's you don't see people clearly through the door. Semi-frosted. Yeah. It's not frosted. It's fragmented. Yeah. And so when I was gonna open the door, I thought it was Jocks, one of the owners of Tavern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was him because he sits in the same table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, so when I when I opened, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, we, like, just interject. Jocks and I have been mistaken for one. <laughs> It's a thing. It's yeah. a thing that, that similar <laughs> hairstyles, similar build. Yeah, I can't really blame same, people. Okay, so then it makes sense why I thought what I did at the time. So yeah, yeah. I opened the door. Was literally about to say hi to Jocks, and then oh, it's JDL. Hey, and then so I, I mean, we weren't we weren't close. We were really just acquaintances, and I was more of a fan to him than anything else. Um, <laughs> so how does that work out? And then so because well, I, I was just like hey, and then I. I ordered the I ordered my shake. They had one shake there, a strawberry shake. And then I was like, Oh, can I sit down while I'm waiting for the shake? And I sit down and the you know, the shake arrives and I ended up sitting there for like two hours. Yeah. Two or three hours? Uh huh. Roughly. Yeah. I had ordered my second shake already, still there. So yeah, we were still talking. So that's how it began. That was how it began. And then two days later he got a haircut in Expo and then he we ended up <laughs> he got a haircut at Expo. I'm sorry, it's just that Mark is reacting, and I'm like, should I not be talking about this? What 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 part is he, he gets a haircut? I don't know. He's reacting, man. I mean, what's, what's wrong with the haircut, sir? Well, <laughs> indiscretion when it comes he, to hair. He publicizes well, his haircuts a lot. Well, I mean, no, because we were talking about. I was telling him while we were at tavern that oh, I think this haircut would look good on you, and then he decided to get a haircut 
in Expo, which apparently I didn't know at the time that he doesn't usually do in Expo. Oh. Um, and I happened to be so, going to yeah. Expo that uh, Monday. Uh-huh. So we saw each other, but he was having dinner with some PWR. Yeah, some PWR um, prod people. Yeah. And uh, me and a couple of friends ended up going to Int Bar, which was closed, but one of my friends was the owner. So we were just drinking. I invited him. And then afterwards, on the way home, he asked me out. So that's where it began. That's where it began. Yeah, and then... I mean, it's funny, right? Because our, our date was technically supposed to be set two weeks from that day. But we were seeing each other almost every day before our official date. Damn. So... That was interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we had to cut the interview midway and transfer to literally a different room because we're recording this on Halloween night. And one of the other offices here at Podcast Network Asia is having their Halloween party. So party party. Kamos Ooh, was party. about to go out and sprack on them. So we had to stop him. And then Physically restrain Kamos. And then stop make the call. Midway as yeah. he was about to enter the office. And make mm-hmm. the call with Babyface producer Ryan to bring the setup. So this is one of the things we love about <laughs> Podcast Network Asia. We're very flexible. And now we're in a Completely different room, the Mastahimik, and it's Marvel basically theme. the same. I know the same uh, production quality. Yeah, and it's Marvel theme too. All right, so let's get back to the interview with Julia. I thought you were actually going to go straight into the ad read. Oh, oh no, no, that's no. for later. Yeah, <laughs> excited. Okay. All right, right. So, uh, where did we leave off? I was telling you, you haircut, haircut, right? haircut, the haircut, haircut story. Yeah, the haircut story. Story. <laughs> so, so uh, before we uh, resumed recording, JDL was saying that he wasn't even meaning to get that haircut, or it wasn't the haircut he wanted, no. but that he did it so that he could spend time with you. Pretty much, yeah. That's that, that's like some level of cheese. Oh my! What can you say about the galawang senorita? Finesse. It's called finesse. He's he's really romantic. Like really. how so? Why are you he's, laughing, Carlos? He's very sweet. Uh-huh. Um, he's, uh, I don't know, how do I explain it? Like, look, I'm not really generally a cheesy person, but I, I'm okay with this kind of cheese for some reason. It's weird. Like, How do you concretize uh, JDL's brand of cheese? Like, how does he display it? Or what is, what is his language of love? Um, well, he's very affectionate um, to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, we talk a lot. We talk every day. Even when... We, when he had just asked me out, we were pretty much talking every day. If we weren't seeing each other, we were chatting. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I have to watch for your reaction because I don't want to, you know, if you don't want me to say something, you go. <laughs> uh-huh. But, uh, yeah. Um, he's, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, he was pretty upfront. Some There are times when he's pretty upfront, you know, He'd ask me if I was going to Expo, for example, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Are you going? And he would pretty much just say, honestly, I'm only going if you're going. So, you know. I got a question, though. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the better question to ask is what made you say yes to a date with him? Um, oh. Pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, I, I said yes because when we were talking in Tavern, he was very very honest mm-hmm. about himself i guess which and it's pretty rare i think that people are that upfront the first time around so you know what i mean um i don't know it was just like when he asked me i was like i mean why not yeah do it mm-hmm. why not? so that's what made you uh let's say quote unquote like spending time with him in that 
that point in time that 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 honesty made you sit there and order a second milkshake and talk some more oh yeah yeah totally ordered that second milkshake honesty man. gets you a second milkshake guys. okay honesty gets you a second milkshake oh here's, here's a question yes, I'm here. before you uh dated jdl or before you guys went steady yeah. did you have those um uh preconceived notions about dating a pro wrestler because outside the philippines there is that uh that stigma now when sure. you're a wife or a girlfriend sure. of a pro wrestler this is the type of baggage you have to deal with so did you know about that heading into the relationship i was cautious about it because i used to be in music i was in music for four and a half years mm-hmm. um uh, professionally professionally and even longer than that yeah. yeah i'd been supporting music for over a decade because when we when me and camus met we were both in at the new musicians pool Um, and I was an officer there. And then, you know, I'd been doing, uh, I've been doing productions like gig events like after that. And then eventually I ended up in Tower of Doom. Um, I was there for four and a half years and they taught me how to be a video producer, both in advertising and for making music videos, for example. Um, so I'd been around musicians a lot, right? So I, I, especially in Tower of Doom, where it's all pretty much rock stars in there, man. Like the best of the best in rock and roll. In rock and roll, they're there. So you you do kind of you do kind of see the you know, parang if you're uh, somewhat of a public figure that's adored by a lot of people. Yep. Then there is a, an element of caution, at least for me, because I sometimes, and I'm not saying I'm not pointing at any musician or anything but i'm just saying okay sometimes it does happen that because you're so adored so much it's just easy to to take advantage of the adoration of a lot of people to mm-hmm. go up to somebody and say hey you want to go on a date and then okay. bam or whatever like it's just angdame. like you you got you get your pick of the litter yeah and you know some people they really enjoy that and for me when it, i guess that's conditioned me like when i know that someone is so adored publicly that okay like you you but i have to look out for certain things with certain people na ganun yung buhay nila. and when it comes to jdl he's pretty much uh, the best among us like he's easily the most popular guy uh, when he comes out there i think um you know he'd have to like literally kick a kitty for him to get booed pretty much yeah <laughs> so um how is that like for you now um you have that um at the back of your mind and yet you're about to enter a relationship with someone of jdl stature The thing is, um, a lot of the things that I was kind of cautious about, he kind of addressed unknowingly during the first night we talked. Is the thing wow. because he was honest. Like yeah, he no, was, there, there's that. There's he that. was super frank about how how he's been. Is the thing. So, and the, and the thing is, okay, I'm not gonna say that there weren't any red flags because there were, and we talked about it. Like in the first few days that we were dating, I already said honestly, I. I do have some red flags with you and I laid them out to him. Like, I think there were three or something. And he was just like, yeah, that's okay. Well, you know, we'll work on it. We can talk about it, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing is, look, if you, if you have a, a red flag and you can't talk about it, that is an even bigger red flag. You know what I mean? You're supposed to be able to say it and like, talk to your partner and work through it somehow. That's What? mature relationship advice right there. Yeah. It, it's it's really the things that bother you that you don't say that ultimately kill the relationship, in my opinion. You know, when you get to a point that you're just like, you're always like, you're always like, yeah, well, is there something you're not talking about? Mm-hmm. 
Honestly, yeah, yeah. Was it ever a red flag for you that JDL uh, basically performs and gets himself hurt every month? I was about to ask. <laughs> Sorry, is that an issue or a red flag? Was um, that a red flag for you? Yeah. Now you'd uh, be there ringside watching him literally get hurt. If not, if not a red flag, like how much do you worry about it? Because I'm sure there are some people uh, with significant, some other wrestlers, I mean, with significant others who don't really want them to pursue that path because they're worried about them right. getting hurt, getting injured, and eventually not maybe uh, being capable of, you know, performing tasks or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I guess it matters. I mean, I guess it's a good thing that he trains so consistently. So it, it does calm me a little bit that his, um, like his muscle memory is there, right? I, I now understand why roles are so important to master and to do every week or all the time. I get, because that could literally save your life. Could and literally, legs, everything, but especially that, because like if you don't d- know how to do roles all the time, you could literally break your back and, you know, paralysis is a real thing. So. And you're I, saying this as a non wrestler? I'm saying it as a non wrestler, exactly, because I, I can see it. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Knowing. Um, how your body should move in less than a split second without really like having to think about it, just knowing that you have to move like this. Yeah. And knowing that he knows how to do that and he teaches other people to do that, it calms me down. Mm-hmm. But I also tell him once in a while to maybe you want to visit a doctor for that elbow that hurts, that's been hurting for a few weeks now or. You might nagging injuries. Injury history of Jake DeLeo. I mean, no, I'm just saying, like, um, that happens. Like, I mean, so the one part, it's a balance, right? One part is training and knowing that you need to do it to be able to do what you love for a long time. That's one. And number two is also knowing when to ask for help. Like, you don't always have to have it together. If it hurts and it's been hurting for a while, there's no, there's nothing wrong with going to a doctor because, okay, I, I. there was actually one wrestler that spoke to me about having some, some. He he'd been feeling some pains all over his body, and I won't say who he is because you know it's. Will his, remain anonymous. It's yeah. his story to tell, but I, I remember just telling him like, you know, I understand why you don't want to go to a doctor because you're afraid of addressing what's happening to your body, but I'm just gonna tell you now you might not be able to do what you're doing for a longer time if you don't address it now. If the, if the idea is that you're going to rest for two to three months so that you can do what you're doing today for five years, then what is two months? Yeah. What is even a year if you can do it for 10? Like, you know. Siyempre, iba yung point of view, diba? Uh, depending on, like, kunwari, your situation, you're a non-wrestler, so yeah. you have a little bit more clarity, I guess. Um, um, or, or like, different perspective. Yeah, just it's a, a different, different perspective. perspective. Right, right. Yeah. Thank, thanks, Gamos. Uh, so you wanted to ask Julia something. Okay, yeah. was like was all of this like these conversations about like the health and well being? What drove you to recommend Gab to him? No, or that I, was like further down the line, pa? No, I recommended Gab to him because I knew that part of being a wrestler is kind of looking the part to a degree, like looking very muscular and looking like you can carry that big guy. You know what I mean? Of course, yeah. Uh, I don't super understand it, but it's just how I kind of see it aesthetically. It's a it's a thing for wrestlers to look like they can do blank, blank, and blank. Yeah, there, there's a difference. Nah, someone like John Cena is way more credible than James Ellsworth. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. I have no idea what you just said, but yes, I agree. Because I was gonna say, like, for those of for those who don't follow JD on on Instagram, he's actually started 
training with another friend of ours, yeah. Gab Palanca, Stronger with Gab, hashtag that. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, I, I, th- I Why thought... Why you just hashtag Ken Warren? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> he could, yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway, anyway my, my point being is like, uh, it, it was just one of these other Ateneo connections that I thought she brought up and, well, you did. I did. I I introduced him to Gab Palanca because, um, how did we get into that? I... I think he wanted to bulk up. He wanted to get a trainer. He wanted to bulk up, especially for homecoming. And I just happened to know one. Yeah, this is after the WWE tryout, now. Yes, after the WWE tryout. And um, yeah, I talked to Gab. I said, "Do you want to? You know, are you, you know, are you free to train one more person? Because my boyfriend, blah blah blah. In a, a month and a half, he was going to face TJP, et cetera, et cetera. So, can you do it in a month and a half? And then." Let's talk about the uh, WWE tryout because yeah. uh, you guys were already dating when that happened. Yes. So, uh, what was that like for you as uh, JDL's girlfriend to see that you know this was his opportunity to make an impression on the biggest pro wrestling company in the world? Oh, um, right. Well, on a personal level, Shepard, there's there was um, some nervousness on my part just because like if he was actually. You know, he's, he's being scouted, right? And if he was chosen, there was a real possibility he wouldn't even really live in the Philippines for a long time. Right. We did talk about that, um, and we're okay. <laughs> I think it, we're pretty okay. We're um, okay. <laughs> Why are you nervous? <laughs> no, because you know we we pretty much agreed. That even if it, even if he had to be, he had to leave the country, that we would still find a way to be together. So there's that. <laughs> like Rom is like, yeah, yeah, like. of course. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I I didn't think I would be open to an LDR ever, but apparently with Mark, I am. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I I guess uh, thing your, your your outlook on certain things or how you prefer certain things to be kind of changes. I'm gonna adjust that depending on who you're with, I guess, or like the uh, situation of the relationship that you guys have. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, So, um, coming from your background as someone who wasn't really a wrestling fan, is a non-wrestler, um, what changed uh, sa outlook mo towards the industry now that you're dating uh, JDL? What changed? Yeah, yeah. Did anything change? Like, uh, like you looked at wrestling or at wrestlers a certain way, and then now that JDL's oh, given yeah. you uh, a okay. peek into his life, into his world, may nagbago ba? Yeah. Um, it's... I think what I realized the most now that I I can kind of get to know other wrestlers sorry other wrestlers more um, because he's my boyfriend and I also getting to know him as well that a lot or all of you guys all um, all wrestlers are pretty much kind of like artists in a say in a way in a say in a way um, only because I only know this because I've dealt with a lot of musicians and they. There is there are certain characteristics that they have that wrestlers also have. Yeah. Um, y'all are perfectionists too. <laughs> you know you like you know you really like to perfect the show and um, panaba. I don't know. I like there is there is a certain temperament there, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I yeah, just yeah, mean yeah. that you love what you're doing so much. There are times that the mood swings when it's not going a certain way, or it swings really good when it's going great you know what i mean and yes. it's not none of these are bad are bad things i'm just saying that when you're very passionate about something there's more on the line 
in it for you and it's not necessarily money and that's how artists to me work you mm-hmm. know what i mean you were talking about this off air and since we're on the topic of wrestling and how you perceive it you were being recognized as one of uh that you <laughs> get recognized often rather as jdl's girlfriend uh, it happens it happens, <laughs> it happens. Uh, can you tell us about that like how did what was the first time that happened or oh man you know how did it happen i don't even know what the first time was i just rem- i just recall certain instances in the in the more recent past especially when i started working in esports um it's my crossover between the esports uh world and the wrestling world dude yes i remember when i when it was my first day um i was being interviewed by well not interviewed i was i was talking to my boss's boss boss ralph and boss ralph, boss ralph yeah and then he get out of the way boss. no it's just fun to say okay. oh jesus geez. christ i thought you know yeah, i thought you, you knew him i met him once Anyways, you boss Ralph, and then... Shut up, Cabo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, you boss Ralph, and then he... Um, he said na parang... I don't know, like, I think I ended up... I don't, I don't know how it happened. He was just like, that guy in your profile picture, is that JDL? And I was like, yep. Oh, kaya pala. Blah, 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 etc., etc. And then there was another day, it was a the day of the nationals and I was walking around in the studio and one of the casters uh, came up to me and introduced himself to me because I was the new floor manager, stage manager again. And then he was like, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, what, I'm blank. And I was like, oh, I'm Jula. He's like, Jula. I was like, Bayani? And he was like, oh, you're JDL's girlfriend. I was like, yeah, yeah. Identity mo. Medyo, I mean, it's it's just funny that people I get recognized like my the managing partner of my company didn't realize I was introducing him to JDL after Rev Major and only realized <laughs> it days after and it's where I swear to you in all caps in our group chat, Shayon and I was like, Oh my god, are you a fan? <laughs> and, and then like when I introduced um Mark um, to Boss Ralph in Rev Ma- like after Rev Major and you know it, it was you know we were all coming off of a high and everything and then he saw Mark and was like Boss Ralph this is Mark I swear to you Boss Ralph went like this ah <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh strange strange and then it's funny. It's funny uh, how it all happened because wh- when after I introduced him, he started complimenting me to Mark, like he was my dad. <laughs> work dad, work dad. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we were really proud of Julia. She did really well. And I was really like, I mean, I don't mind. It's just a funny thing because like I'm right here. Like I'm, we're like. A group of three, and I'm right here. You could compliment me, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, what's the oddest, weirdest, or most awkward situation in which you've been identified as JDL's girlfriend? Like, ha- uh, did ordinary fanboys or fangirls go up to you on the street? Saying, <laughs> oh my god, you're in JDL's girlfriend. I don't know. I don't want among sobrang weird. There was just one time after um, the WWE show. Yeah. I was helping hand out your flyers for homecoming. Mm-hmm. Thank you again. Oh, you're welcome. I didn't even know there was a plan. I was like, oh, yes, we're is. handing out. So I started handing them out. And this one dude, um, I handed it out to. He was like, oh, can I get a picture with you? And I'm like, ah, I'm not a wrestler. He's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know who this was. I think I know who this was. Do, do we know who this is? Yeah, because he did the same thing to me. He was like, Kamos, hey, I'll have a picture with you. And I'm like, really? 
No. No, I mean, you're grab comics. You're an established oh, no, 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 I know, but then, I know. Not. No, because we I'm were also running, that was also the time that we were running the promo for PWR Homecoming. Um, take a picture with us and then have a chance to win. You also counted. Jula does not count. Maybe he thought she counted. Okay. I, I wouldn't, I put, I wouldn't put it past this fan. Who I swear to you, I declared that I was not a wrestler very well. I was like, I'm really not a wrestler. And I remember uh, Nina, Nicole, Nina was right there and I looked at her and she was like, hmm. <laughs> 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 and I was like, I don't know, girl. So, you're on-screen personality on Wikipedia of PWR. Oh, NPC. Oh, my gosh. NPC. Yeah. So like I, I just run into people that just know him like makeup a makeup artist here and there or like uh, one of my co shampoo mostly it's from my my circle of work basically because they're I'm with them the most yeah and so like one of our new hires Timmy was like oh shapaleng na meet ko sa elevator kasi kasi nakita kami sa elevator for some reason mm-hmm. and then he was like yung friend ko so ano sinabihan ko yung yung co-office mate ko jowa niyo oh, grabe na excited siya this parang ako yes this is this is becoming a very common occurrence it's okay so naging normal na siya for you oh medyo it's a little normal it's like I understand your feelings do you want me to get you a birthday greeting. <laughs> 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 oh no, my isapa! My God, I was in Tower of Doom and it was their farewell party. Sorry, to clarify, they're moving to a new place, so they're not saying they're not goodbye. Closing. They're not, they're not closing. closing. So, and then yung, there was a, a, two directors that I know, and uh, another friend of mine that was there. And then when I went up to them, <laughs> when I went up to them, he was like, "Oi." Boyfriend, pula si JDL. I swear they were fangirling to me about my boyfriend. <laughs> that, that three grown ass men. It's just funny, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cool. Three yeah. proper grown ass men. Three proper. <laughs> si, si King, do you know King? Palisok. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been he's he, been on the podcast. He's been on the podcast. King. Yeah. My God, and he was just like, ano ba? Nung ano nung bago nung start pa lang na PW yun nandun na ako dun sa ano yes, he was, he yeah. was at MCS yeah, he was sa MCS that whole crew with and, Mick and, and this with Mick Mick was the other guy yeah, yeah. one of the OG yeah, fans I was there see we, we know right? they've been and, on the pod I was gonna, and he I was, gonna was like ask. he was like ito may remember pa akong picture to sobrang fan yung itsuro ko man as in he was like I looked through he looked through his face he was on his Facebook for a long time trying to find this picture yeah that was like four years ago when he finally found the picture, he was not kidding. He really looked like a fanboy. Even tipong si Mark, he was passing by the crowd, like I guess, like high fiving yeah, people. Yeah. And I'm sure he had just high fived King. And this is King. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I wish there was like a, like a video or something that I could show. But this is legit King's face. So he's like smiling with his mouth wide open and shit. Oh, but I can't believe he just high fived me. But gonna new children, And I was like, God damn it, King Palisok. It's so funny. It's so We're talking funny. about a really, really successful music video director. And here. not oh, just. I not mean, just. Like, advertising, like, advertising also. And, and film. And film. Yes. And yeah. film. Mick. Your group of established film professionals. Yeah, yeah. man. And, and they were the OG fans of yeah. PWR. Yeah. So yep. to have to talk about JDL this way, Deborah. you know what? I'm, I'm sending this. I'm sending this episode their way just because. It's I think it's nuts. Nah, you're getting nuts. all these positive reactions because yeah. of your association with JDL. And mm-hmm. um, for the rest of us, the, uh, the ones who actually go out and perform, sometimes people uh, still ask us, "Oh, so what you do is the fake shit, right?" So like, do, does anyone ask you that? Nah, oh, you know, your boyfriend does the fake shit, right? They ask me if it's scripted. And uh-huh. of course, what I say is, I mean, it is, yeah, but like it's predetermined. It's, uh, I mean, you've 
I mean, what you plan out, you plan out what moves you're gonna do at a certain point, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and how it's gonna end. And yes, it is predetermined, but at the same time, there are there is a story that goes into it. And I mean, it's the best way to explain. It was explained to me, and I guess I explained it to everyone. It's pretty much like a soap opera with a lot of fighting. Yeah. You know, so I mean, a soap opera is entirely scripted, right? But you enjoy it, no? True. True. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, my favorite example is Game of Thrones. And the hits are real. Like, you know, it. I mean, maybe they're pulled a little bit, but it does get pretty real once in a while. It's, I mean, you look Pretty at, sure Gravity is real. Oh, yeah. Gravity is definitely real. Machina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As the man that Gravity remembered. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeff Cobb loved that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Jeff Cobb's favorite nickname of yours. Okay. Uh, so as, as we wind down here... Um, wind down? I mean, like... I go, you, you got any more? I, yeah. I've got a lot. Like it, buddy. Go for it. Okay, so let's, 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 let's wind we go. down, Camus. No, because, because you guys, you guys have all of these, all of these good. Shoot, like, shoot. You, 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 go, getting, you're, getting, your you're getting the generic stuff in. Oh, it's so, generic stuff. I have oh, very specific things to ask. Camus with the okay. how, was, how was the first? How was the first out of town trip together? Oh, what? in Baguio. Okay. We went to Baguio and we weren't even together yet. Yeah, that's good. How'd that go? That was. The, oh, that was the first one, right? Baguio, yeah. That was the first. Um, yeah. I mean, it was it was nice. Um, interesting because it's probably the first... Uh, one of the first uh, things... That, sorry, one of the first hangouts we did with my group of friends, with him in it. So I was, I guess, to a degree wondering how it was going to go, but everything was fine. So, you know... He clicked really well with my friends because especially that group of friends, they're all pretty much nerds. I mean, it's Charlie, it's Magno. You know, they're nerds. <laughs> Thanks for throwing them under the bus. I'm not... What's wrong with saying, being a nerd? Are you saying he's also a nerd? Yeah. What Wait, speaking of uh, Anton Magno, um, yeah. you're, you're actually part of the the team that put together the Sinister Senorita soundtrack. So the P- uh, PWG team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Team, I forget about right? this. So your so name's actually Pico. on the Spotify credits. So uh, how, how did that uh, come about? And for those who aren't as uh, sharp when it comes to hearing stuff, like where can people look out for your vocals on the track? Um, I'm, I'm uh, more of a background vocals. I'm the female that's singing... In the background, there's only like of, one. I mean, one female line in the song. There's four. Actually, I mean, I mean, so the, course, the yeah. same song. I mean, mm. same line. Yeah, yeah. I'm just basically say the same lines, but I'm, I'm not meant to stand out. Naman talaga in that track. It's the way it's supposed to be. That's but that's why I guess people are wondering why I'm credited. I swear I'm in there. <laughs> how did that? How did that happen? How did you get involved in the uh, theme song in JDL and Ken Warren? Oh, um, I. I really used to sing. Mm-hmm. So, and Magno knows that. Um, and uh, Magno owns a studio and he's the one, along with his other co-producers that made the track. Sunnyside Studios. Sunnyside Studios Kubal represent. X yep. And then for he... all your theme song needs. And you know, I, I would I obviously would not mind doing it. So, I believe it was Senya that, Rob Senya from She's Only 16 that wrote the the lines and he sang the chorus as well and then they need they i think they realized they needed uh, a female a, a second a second voice behind mm. it to i guess accentuate it so they asked me to do it and i was like yeah when do you want me was nino in town when you guys started recording or? nino was in town nino um was the one sort of guiding parang instructing me on how i should sing in a way um, so it was Magno and Nino and me in the same room. But isn't it, of course, JDL was there, yeah, all of that. But 
mostly it was Magno and Nino was just guiding me through it. Yeah. Who started the idea of um, having a new theme song for you guys? This was, was it me? The, I don't think it was me. Yeah, it was PWOGs. Mark. PWOGs. It was you. It was Mark. Oh, okay. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was him all along. I don't know if I should talk, no, but yeah, it was. Uh, I I just wanted because I didn't want to be like a mashup of our themes. I just wanted to be something that accentuated what both Ken and I were, which was hashtag PWOGs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gamos, any other questions that you wanted to send Julius way? Any more specific questions? Oh, you since have? you wanted to go with uh, the deep, deep cuts, cuts and shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I do. No, I do. I do want to oh, ask about na. specific things. Go ahead. So I know that. The ESGS. Yeah. Uh, was it ESGS or Rev, Rev Major? Whichever. When, when JD when went on. Rev Major. Went, oh, it was Rev. Rev it Major, okay. Rev. So I had a feeling that you were involved in some way. Can you confirm deny? Uh, yes, I was. Because, okay, this is... That's, the, that's a, yeah, let's, let's get this into is the, the second story. story. One of my league ops, was, his name is AIDS, is a big fan of JDL also. And so he went ahead and asked me, and for those for those who don't know, the main stage is not for every gamer. No, it's the okay because it's a it's a tournament. So there, there's really hundreds of people who joined the Tekken World Tour tournament. So and there's money at stake. There is money at stake, but, it, but basically they only put the people on stage who are. Uh, I guess notable. I, I don't know. Like Sick accomplished out. gamers or mga personalities. Something like that. That that was the point because it's the main stage. Your your face is literally going to be up on an L, really big ass LED and also on and stream. streamed. So that's on how JDL versus Nintendo made it to the main stage. Ah, that's how it happened. Yes. I mean, how did Nintendo come into the picture? Nintendo, I think he was really going to register. Oh, yeah. he, was, he was scheduled to play. And all they right. all knew he was like Nintendo's going. Okay, it's gonna be the both of them. I was like, you know what? You get, I got him. You guys, you guys do what you whatever you want to. Yeah. All right, so Fair it's much. another example of how the esports community and the wrestling community just cross over and intersect. We, mm. like, we like games. Yeah. <laughs> we're games. nerds. Yeah. And I don't understand Clearly. why you were so like, I don't know, like like I'm throwing nerds under the bus. Yo, I like them weird. It's fine, man. Camus thinks nerds are a bad thing. Nerds? What, what is this? What? I've, been, I've been fucking yeah, so what, a nerd. Uh, Camus wasn't a nerd life. in high school, I would know, so. <laughs> you, no, no, you didn't know how fucking nerdy I was because we barely interacted in like in, in those situations. No, but you'll appreciate this, Jula, because you have a background in music, right? So mm. I'm not sure if you know that Camus was a drummer uh, for, a, for a band in high school, right? No, but she does know that I used to drum. I yeah, did, yeah, yeah. I did, so like, he was the drummer. Shows. So he was oh. the drummer, and then uh, their band would consistently get booked on these shows, right? So they right. went on this band fest, and they were one of the front runners to play. This is my, one of my favorite Raf Kama stories. <laughs> you so, can tell it off air because you've told it on the podcast. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we're going to be telling this on the podcast no. because it's so no, fucking Kama. So no, no, never no, 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 Keep going. Keep going. So, so their band was one of the front runners to place, right? right? And they did not place at all. So Urban Dub was already uh, set up to perform because they were the headliner for that band fest. Right. And I think they were about to play First of Summer, like the, the intro was playing. Nah. And then from my left side, I could hear monoblocks just being thrown around. And then I turned to my left and I see a flailing and raging Raf Camus throwing these monoblocks around. And Puneta, how can we not play? <laughs> just going ape shit oh while Urban God. Dub's on stage. Oh <laughs> what a diva. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it's okay, like you Kamos. haven't heard this story before, <laughs> It's okay, Camus. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, like, I, I grew up a bit, but then it's also whatever. Yeah, not nerdy behavior. 
Um, also playing Magic the Gathering throughout all of high school. Okay, that's, that's nerdy. nerdy. That's yeah. nerdy. All right. No, I'm just saying something. I like how he's trying to establish himself. All right. <laughs> <Nerd cred. laughs> no, just just no, just because <laughs> just because Stan nerd, never knew that. Stan never knew that. All right. Nerd points. Oh, my deep cuts kapaba nerdy kamos. My deep cuts kapaba. Um, no, I'm pretty good because like that was really. I just wanted to confirm that she was the one responsible for the rev major guest. All right. I mean, it wasn't just me. Like it was. It, it was. It was you plus. I mean, my, pretty much, and I was just like the bridge in between, you could say. So yeah, and uh, yeah, making it happen. Guys. There's nothing wrong with being a nerd. Seriously, unleash your inner freak. It's fine. See, I uh, we love it whenever somebody says that. Yeah, and whenever it's like on the record and all that. Yeah, I'm putting it on the record. There's nothing wrong with being a freak or a nerd. I am pretty much a freak too. So whatever. All right. Um, <laughs> if uh, there's anybody out there who uh, is thinking of getting into a relationship with a pro wrestler, marami pa namang single jan. Hit, hit, Kalin Nueva. Ooh. <laughs> Kalin. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered something. Yeah. Later na, later na. Off air, off air. Okay. Off air. Yeah, we'll talk about that off the air. But um, in case somebody <laughs> would like to date somebody single, like, like Kalin Nueva, mm-hmm. what, uh, what are the tips you'd like to share to these prospective uh, significant others? <laughs> If they were thinking of getting into a relationship, yeah. If, if you want to date a wrestler, here's what you should know. Like having uh, been in a relationship with JDL for the last few months, uh, sure. any some sharing tips? Um. Oh I, my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> a tip? Uh, wow, Camos. Wow. <laughs> Archer jokes. I've been. I'm watching Archer. Um. Okay. I guess for me. You know, it's different. It's really... mm, If you're not so exposed to people who have a passion in performing in general, um, I would really just suggest, like, be open to it because Mm -hmm. it's really a different world. It's a different... It is a different personality from what you're used to, but it doesn't mean that it's bad, you know? It just means it's a new world. And I I will say I, I like a new... You know, going into new things. So it doesn't scare me so much, but for other people who maybe are more used to, um, I guess people who don't perform in general, uh, I don't know, man. Like I, there is so much to learn and there's so much to see, and it is such a nice thing to be surrounded by people who appreciate performance and art. I love, I love being surrounded by artists and performers. It's a great energy to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, it is almost a privilege to be around it. Um, to be able to see them perform and also see how it works in the background and how they are as people. And I don't know, man. And don't you just want to know someone who's not always doing it for the money? I mean, I'm saying it's it's a pleasure to see, you know, that it's not always going to be for how much you can put in your pocket. All right. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, if um, oh, JD, did you uh, want to say something? Basta wrestler, sweet lover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a tip for you, Kali. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Na singaw na ba si Kali Nueva? As we end the interview with Jula, um, if uh, our listeners want to get in touch with you to collaborate or keep in touch or keep tabs on whatever projects you're working on, where can or people to book follow you? Or, or to, to book you, you yeah. for, or to fanboy over fanboy over you or JDL. Where can people go? Um, I mean, you could just message me on Facebook if you like. My name is weird. It's spelled J-E-U-L-A Agbayani. Um, 
Nakamanamin and Julia. Sa Starbucks naging Julia, Yuela, whatever. I've been every permutation of Julia. It's been out there. I'm saying this is the correct way to say my name and spell it. J E U L A Agbayani. Just message me if you if you're too shy to tell JDL your love. You can tell me and then I'll relay it. So she named depository no fan mail. Pretty much, man. It's all your PO box. It feels like oh my god. Sorry, one more one sure, more yeah. story. When we were in. The, when we were in WWE uh, and roaming the hallways during the breaks, because you know, f- bathroom break, food, whatever. Yeah. I remember I had just come out of the bathroom to see was waiting for me at one of the food stalls, and then I was like, "Oh, hey!" And then I, I, I glanced to my right because I had just this really strong feeling that this small group of three people wanted to get a picture with him, and I look at them, and they were like, you know, they were looking at me like. Hey. You parang pwede ba? This para oh do you want a picture? Yeah, go get it. <laughs> and then there was another time uh, it's up medyo mas crowded yung halls and um I was kind of standing close to Mark. I mean, cuz we're together. Yeah, sure. <laughs> because stand- it's what you do. Yeah, I, I was standing close to him like like you know, an inch of, uh, apart from each other and I take one little step to the right and I swear to you there was an arm that extended itself in between me and Mark because he wanted to get a selfie. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. It's fine with me. It's just like, please go." It's funny lang because I feel like this guy was roaming around us with the phone for a little while and then opportunity. Oh, it's like, "Pwede naman ako umalis, man. It's fine." You know, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, we Pinoy suck attack. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny lang. Yeah. Yeah, to teach Chino how to get people's names and all that yeah <laughs> all right so the next pwr show which is vendetta by the way Woo! on november 24 Last if you catch jula be polite say hi to her before you uh, try to get a moment of jd's time it's right? okay i'm i'm good if you love him i love him too but you can love him for like a second you know <laughs> jula thank you so much for spending time with us here on the podcast thank and for, for sharing these me. stories you know we don't get these stories a whole lot so <laughs> we really love the, this different insight into our world yeah man no problem at all thank you for having me you know what when we started this podcast never in my wildest dreams did i think that we'd have somebody from my college friends actually end up here as a girlfriend uh-huh. of another wrestler so it's like it's fun and i'm just so happy that she didn't get a shut up camus in in any of this yeah but chino did so chino did but the, but she and didn't. you kind of deserve that one uh. i did i did but yeah. she didn't so this is this is something for our friends who will listen to this i mean but, pretty but, nice <laughs> no, she is she is significantly no, nicer than some of our we other friends. We can just pass her the mic and have her say shut up Camus right now. I mean for yeah, I mean uh go no, go right ahead, go right ahead. For one thing, it's not like she was in on it. I wasn't, but I will say shut up Camus. Yeah. There we go. Once more with gumption. Oh, once more with gumption? Okay. With more with more oomph. Shut up, Camos. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. That was beautiful. I've heard that so many times. Yeah, for for the record though, my favorite is still like Xavier Woods. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shame we can't use that anymore. No, we can. No, we can. Oh yeah, we can. We, we can up until like. Meno pa, meno pa rin. And you're listening to them. Yeah. There. So shut up, Camos. Uh, speaking of shut up, Camos, the T-shirts will be on sale at episode 300. The live recording will take place at Mo's at Matalina Street at Teachers Village, and uh, part of the proceeds will be going to Camos's chosen charity in Bukidnon. Oh, 
Yeah. Also, the winner of the Chino Liao Fat Wrestling Nickname Contest thing oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, right, started. Right, right. That, that <laughs> whole <laughs> shebang on Twitter. Please submit me. We have a frontrunner or anything. No, it's still Cantino Heat, man. It's still Cantino Heat. I still love it. So, at, at hi, oh, sorry, at I Hate Marks is still in the lead. Uh-huh. Uh, you can drop by for your free Two free tickets to uh, Vendetta. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so that's your own personalized nickname by me. Okay. So we don't really have a price point yet for the Shut Up Camus uh, t-shirts because we're still working on the design yep. and the production. But we, yeah, we will make sure to, to bring those to the event. So we hope to see you there. Tickets are at 250 pesos each. That also gets you a free drink. Uh, Chino, will you be doing a set? Yeah, of course. Why not? So yeah, yeah, let's have Chino do a two-minute set. I'll do a set. I'll do a mukbang. I'll tell Kamas <laughs> to shut up. It's a whole thing, guys. Yeah, we'll and he'll, uh, breathe, he'll breathe laboriously into the mic. Yes, that too. Yeah. So we'll do all of those things. And uh, if you want to see your favorite PWR stars in person, episode 300 is a great way to do it. Or if you want to see them in the ring, which is where they're best at, you can do it at PWR Vendetta, November 24, 2 p.m. at the Power Max Center Spotlight at Circuit Makati. Tickets are already available at TicketToMe.net. You can get them for $3.99 each. Or for the Barcada Bundle, it's 1099 pesos. Or at the gate, if you want to pay us even more, that's fine. It's 450 pesos. Now, uh, if you have any feedback you want to send our way you want to keep the podcast running you want to keep us on the charts we do need that stuff so please keep subscribing please keep downloading leave a comment leave us a five-star rating and use the power of social media let the people know that there is a podcast by the thinking filipino wrestling fan for the uh, thinking filipino wrestling fan so thanks again to our friends and family here at Podcast Network Asia. Check out all their different podcasts. We might be crossing over with them very, very soon. And yeah, yeah we'll have crossover episodes very soon. Kamis is kind of off mic because he's uh, getting ready to go. Um, you can check out the social media pages on Facebook. It's podcastnetwork.asia. On Twitter at podcastnetasia. And on IG at podcastnetworkasia. And the official website is www.podcastnetwork.asia. We're about to get out of here. Uh, again, we were recording this on Halloween, so Kamus is in his My Chemical Romance Black Parade outfit. Yes. He's getting ready to carry on and uh, <laughs> yes. head into the city. Yeah, head on to the, uh, the city to be part of the marching band. No, no, no. He will be part of the marching band because he's in the attire. Uh, so on behalf of Raf Kamus, of the Mukbanging Chino Liao, of uh, Ro and myself, who are just getting ready to get some sleep, and of our guest, Jul Agbayani, uh, we're out of here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, paala mga ka-podcast. <laughs> Peace. Fucking hell. We're actually, you know, we're releasing that in? Give yeah. me. Why not? Yeah. One more time. One more time with feeling. Paala mga ka-podcast. Sa susunod na episode ng Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 